Hello, and welcome to On the Road with Pactimo. I'm David Newcomer, and I'm your host. Pactimo is a Colorado company known for quality, reliability, and unsurpassed customer service. Since 2003, we've shipped over 1.5 million garments to Olympians, national champions, teams, clubs, and individual cyclists around the globe. On the Road with Pactimo presents conversations with the people that make it happen. We're going to bring information to you from some of our favorite customers, industry partners, and nonprofit organizations. We'll also provide some insight to the process and products that make Pactimo your choice for custom cycling apparel. Hey, everybody, it's David. I know it has been a long time. Forgive me the absence for that period of uh, silence from the podcast, but uh, we're back. We've got some exciting things to talk about today. We're going to have on our show Daniel Neighbors, the Associate Director of Development from Save Our Youth Mentoring a Denver-based mentoring group here that we helped out with a ride that they did across the state of Colorado. Very exciting conversation with Dan. Some other things going on. Pactimo is moving to a new building. We purchased a beautiful new facility just uh, six miles north of our current location. Uh, We'll have some pictures and more information to share soon. And it coincides with our product launch for Custom. Tuesday, September 5th, we will have some new products available in the Custom line, particularly for triathletes. The Tri-Line that we've had has always been good, top quality fabrics and amazing performance, but this year we are introducing some amazing new products. And the process itself as well is worth talking about. You know, one of the things that's always been challenging with triathlon and with triathletes is that the number of decisions to make and the distances, the the variety of races and the need for clothing to accommodate different functionality within the within the events really lends itself to a process driven with an attribute selection that we've enabled. It's going to be really cool for you to experience as a clothing manager. Um, wanted also just to give a brief update. We talked to Justin a bit ago. I was not able to get that conversation posted here, but Justin, hey, congratulations. I understand you guys in the Wheels for Water, uh, your project to do your transcontinental ride has raised now over $100,000, which is just fantastic. Congratulations, sir. That was uh, from our conversation a couple two back, I believe. But uh, check that out if you've not listened to it. Um, Again, very excited to be back. We've got some great things to share here with Daniel Neighbors. And uh, here we go. So I am with Daniel Neighbors from Save Our Youth, a mentoring organization here in Denver that is going on their 23rd year uh, of doing some amazing work. If you guys get a chance, I'm going to throw this out there right at the top, saveouryouth.org. Um, and I got to meet Dan as he was preparing for a ride across the state of Colorado as a fundraiser. Daniel, it's nice to have you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate being here. So let's start with the ride. And I'm obviously going to want to talk with you a little bit more about you know uh, the, the intent of the ride and, and what we're working to support here. But when uh, you and I got the chance to to meet and to talk, you were putting together a trans state event from, correct me, what's the name of the town in Wyoming? Bags, Wyoming. Bags, Wyoming, down to the The, New Mexico-Colorado border at... South of Cromo. South of Cromo. Both bustling metropolises. (laughs) (laughs) And this actually, you just finished up. It was July 21st that you started? Yep, July 21st through July 28th. And how did things go for you guys? They were phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I really don't think the trip could have gone much better. Um, you know, it was seven days of cycling. We did 436 miles in a total of seven days, but we rode six days. 
we had a break on Tuesday in Salida. Uh, we gave the team a day off, and we went white rotter rafting Excellent. and did a ropes course. So totally I'm not sure really. if it was a day off, but it was uh, it was it a lot of activity for a day off. Yeah, I'm sure. So it was a lot of fun. We uh, went whitewater rafting down the Arkansas, and we had a lot of people who'd never done that before. So wow, fantastic! That's cool. I didn't know yep. about that part. That's yep. good. So. Um, we just got back in touch after you finished up with the ride, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the uh, the purpose of the ride, the mm-hmm. the planning and the execution. Um, let's start with the purpose. What were sure. you, you were organizing this as a fundraiser? Correct. Yep. So what we wanted to do was we wanted to set up a fundraiser that was able to um, give some other people who don't normally participate in Save Our Youth Activities an opportunity to do something they loved through cycling um, and to help the organization. And so this was our um, inaugural uh, bike ride. And so we hope to do this in continuing years as well. And it was just a a great way to get new people involved. Um, And so, you know, the purpose obviously was to raise funds for Save Our Youth, Mm -hmm. but also to get Save Our Youth out in the community, make sure people know about us what we're doing and why we're doing it. Oh, very cool. So tell me about that. How did you share the message when you were on the road? Yep. So we would, um, what we do is call ahead to every town that we were going to, Mm -hmm. um, and we would make connections in that town um, with uh, local newspapers, with fire departments, people that we thought would be good connections, and then share that word as we went through the towns. Um, in subsequent years, we hope that we can expand that and maybe even do um, some arrival parties in each of the towns and get the towns excited about what we're doing, even more so than we were able to do this first year as we grow it. Excellent. So, yeah. Very cool. So when we talked before, we were talking about the logistics of the ride. Mm-hmm. And talking about support vehicles, and I'm sorry, tell me again how many people you had? We had nine riders nine and two riders, drivers. Right. Yep. Two drivers. And so the the drivers, did they leapfrog? Did they meet you in town? Um, were they kind of on the road support? Yep. So um, we had on the road support the whole time. Um, what we would do is we would have, we actually had a 12 passenger van in the back and a moving truck that we took with us in the front. Um, and so the moving truck was great because we had our bike rack in there, we had all of our equipment. Um, so that everybody could ride comfortably in the van if we needed to go to dinner or getting to and from our location in the beginning and the end. The way that logistically the vehicles worked is a 12-passenger van would be in the back every day. Mm -hmm. So they would drive behind the last cyclist. And we had a big sign on the back of the van that would say, cycling event in progress, please proceed with caution. They'd have their flashers on. Excellent. Um, And so we were able to make sure that people could visibly see there were cyclists ahead. Um, what our moving truck would do is they would drive to the very front. They'd meet the first cyclist. They'd pull off on the side of the road. Um, we had snacks and water in the back of the moving truck. So they'd open the back of the truck and they'd allow every cyclist to pass all the way to the last one. Okay. And then when the last cyclist passed, they would drive back to the front and do the same thing oh, very all cool. day. Um, so people had continuous support. You know, you didn't have to worry about, okay, I won't, I won't see the van for 50 miles, so I need to make sure to have everything with me. You could just ride and expect to see them in 15, 20 minutes. So I it was a, a great mobile aid station. Exactly. So that was um, just a huge support for our riders who um, a couple of them had never done a century ride before. Ooh, that's the next question I was going to ask is yeah. the experience level of within the group. I, I, it sounds like it varied a bit more than I assumed. Yeah. So it did. It varied a good amount. Um, myself and one of other rider we'd both done a um, cross-country cycling trip back Mm -hmm. in 2009 so we were very familiar with this type of ride Um, a couple of the people were great cyclists but had never done a century and so um, the first day we did 81 miles the second day we did 87 and the third was our century Um, and so it it had kind of built up on people (laughs) by that third day Um, 
but it was a really good experience because they all wanted to do a century. And so we had um, three people that had never done one. Okay. Um, we had one girl with us who, um, we had two girls and seven guys. Okay. And the girls probably beat the guys more often than not. All right. Um, one of our girls is a, was a professional mountain biker okay, um, cool. a couple of years ago. And so she's a really strong rider. All right. So she was always out in front. Um, and then we had a guy that has done a couple half Ironmans, things like that. And so we had some strong riders. Um, a couple guys that did enduro racing, and okay. so we had some some good uh, riders, but just that century ride had eluded them, and so right. they were able to knock that out, which was really fun. Excellent. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the route. Tell me the the places you hit along the way. Sure. So um, what we wanted to do is we wanted to give people an opportunity to see Colorado, mm -hmm. um, but we also wanted to make it a route that wasn't so intimidating. People were nervous to do it. Um, if you know, the, the tri double triple bypass yep. has 22,000 feet of elevation in two days. Mm -hmm. um, our ride had 22,000 feet over the week. Right. So in terms of riding, it's not that not that challenging. Um, you can definitely break it up and it's doable. So No, that's fantastic. I mean, not everyone's looking for or in need of a, a double triple bypass in their diet, right? Exactly. Especially if you've yep. got some people that are... Uh, still haven't hit that distance, that 100-mile distance. That's fantastic. Yep, and so we front-loaded the distance so that mm -hmm. we could kind of right. taper it at the end because we knew people would be getting tired. So we did our, our long days in the beginning, and then we had a rest day to give everybody a break, and then um, we went from there. So like you said, we started in um, at the Wyoming border. Right. Bags, Wyoming is a booming town of about 12 people. <laughs> um, I apologize if any of you are listening to this. But, um so we started there and then we went down to Craig and over to Steamboat. Mm -hmm. uh, spent the night in Steamboat and then we went from Steamboat to Silverthorne. Um, from Silverthorne to Salida was our longest day. That was okay. our 100 mile day. That's a big day. It is a big day. Um, and people love to give you um, deflating information on the, on the way. You know, they'll, they'll notice you're a group riding together and they'll ask what you're doing and you're telling them. And uh, we were in Silverthorne that the morning. We told the lady we're going to Salida and she goes, you know that's a really long way, right? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're aware. Thank you. And she said, the wind's really bad down there. You're probably not going to make it. <laughs> okay, thank you for Did that. Did you guys encounter much wind? Was the weather it, The weather was great. Yeah, um, we couldn't have asked for better weather. We didn't get rained on once. Oh, nice. Um, the whole week. And the only time it rained on us is when we were in the car driving back to Denver um, after the trip was over. Perfect. So, uh, it was phenomenal weather all week, and we even got some good cloud cover, which is great when you're in the middle of summer so. you guys send me some great pictures of the beginning and the end of the ride i'll make yep. sure i post those to to some links here with the show notes as well um but that's good i'm glad to hear the weather worked out that uh you didn't encounter anything too uh, unexpected in terms of that how about the people how were the people across the state and and the, the let me ask you i asked you earlier about you know you'd call ahead and, and mm -hmm. let the towns know you were coming in how was the reception? What uh, what you guys run into? It was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, people are so hospitable. They, you know, you tell them what they're doing, what you're doing, and why you're doing it, and they just open their doors left and right to help you out. We had, um, we had free places to stay the entire way because people wanted to open their doors and allow us to, you know, sleep in their building so Excellent. that we didn't have okay. to pay for hotels so that the money could go to save our youth. Um, awesome. Which was great. We also had places that volunteered to make us dinner when we were there because they wanted to, to feed us and spend time with the team. Um, so that was really neat to see. And a lot of them, you know, we still stayed in Del Norte, Colorado, right. which is a tiny little town, but they were so hospitable. They uh, made us dinner, made sure we were comfortable, got us everything that we needed, um, and even came back the next morning before we took off to, to help us leave. So um, just really, really renews your uh excitement about the human spirit sure. and, and people in general to see how hospitable everybody was who had no idea who you were before you met them. So it's fantastic. Uh, it was really good. And 
on the flip side too, our, I'll brag on our team a little bit. I couldn't have asked for a better team. Um, they were, nobody complained ever. They all just did their job. They cycled and we had two drivers, like I said, and their job, their role was obviously support vehicles, but in right. the morning, their job was to clean up um, all of our space, make sure it was as good as when we found it, and also to cook everybody breakfast. So they were up at 5.30 every morning, cooking everybody breakfast, making sure everybody was ready, and never once did they ever complain about Tell it. Tell you what, the, the support crew for an event like that is so vital and critical yep. to the success of something like this. You know, There's a lot of uh, attention given to the self-supported ride and, and, and those kinds of ideas, but when you're doing something like this and you've got the opportunity to get some people to help you out and they yeah. do it as effectively as it sounds like they did, there's nothing better than to, to have those kind of people helping you out and, and getting and keeping things moving along. Fantastic. Yeah. So tell me, did you find anything? This is the first time you've put together the, the event for Save Our Youth. Correct. This is the first year for this. Did you help organize the cross-country event that you'd done a couple of years ago you were telling me about I did, before? yep. So I spearheaded and executed that trip as well. So you had some experience coming into this in terms of logistics and getting right. those things done. Any surprises, anything that came up with... Uh, without warning? Um, you know, there was not too much. Um, I say logistically, this was much easier of a trip sure. than, um, you know, a cross country trip with the cross country trip. There's so many unexpected things. You just don't know sometimes. Um, with the cross Colorado trip, it was nice because we were able, I'm a very organized person. So I like to know what to expect and what we need as a team. Um, and I really was able to, with the help of everybody, figure out, okay, this is what we're going to encounter. We've got some variables as far as weather, as far as wind, sure. um, obviously physical issues, people cramping up and food issues. But other than um, physical issues that people might have had. Kind of normal everyday stuff. It right? was great. Nothing, yeah. We had a couple people that cramped up and we knew they would. And um, <laughs> we had the necessary stuff to take care of them. So that was good. Um, Excellent. You know, and people just trying to figure out what cycling big days back to back to back because one or two big days isn't bad. Right. But when you add them up over a week, they it can be a lot. Absolutely. Um, we went over Rabbit Ears Pass and Wolf Creek Pass. And so these, you know, they're pretty big passes and people, right. uh, their bodies responded differently. Some Rabbit people, Ears is a pretty fun one to come down the way you guys were going to. Yeah, it? it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Long, big turns. And, mm -hmm. uh, and Wolf Creek Pass Wolf was Creek a blast to come down. Is it? Yeah. Excellent. Um, so the, the ride up is tough. It's a pretty long ride sure. up. Um, but we definitely got a great downhill into Pocosa Springs. So it was <laughs> nice. worth it. Yeah. Very good. Well, Dan, congratulations. That's, that's all excellent. I'm really glad to hear that your event went as well as it sounds like it did. Yeah. I know that we've been facing, like a lot of the country right now, some really hot days. We've had a lot of wind in Colorado in the mm -hmm. last few weeks. Sounds like you got lucky and got yeah, away with, uh, without that being too much of an impact, despite the advice and uh, yeah. the warnings to the contrary <laughs> yeah. on the road. I love it how that happens. I remember mm -hmm. getting those kinds of comments when I was running the race at Mount Evans. And you'd run into people as you were planning the event that were up, you know, driving up the top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. and they'd look at you like you're crazy for being up there on a yep. bike. And that's okay. That's, that's, you kind of, you kind of take some. I don't know. You take a, a little bit of pride away from it, even with the interactions. Like, yeah, yeah. I guess I am kind of that good. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> One of our stuff. riders was riding up Wolf Creek Pass and a car pulled up beside him and he just said, are, are you okay? Are you? <laughs> he said, yeah, I'm, I'm biking up. They were just like, why? <laughs> so, you know, some people just aren't used to it, but you do take some pride away from that. I That's think, good so. stuff. Well, Daniel, tell me a little bit about Save Our Youth. I want to give you an opportunity, too, to talk about the amazing work that you guys do here. I did some uh, investigating. I've been watching 
uh, videos on your website and, and kind of catching myself up here. I've got sure. uh, my best friend's sister works within the organization yep. as well. That's how you and I met. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to tell us a little bit about what you do here at Save Our Youth. Yeah, so um, Save Our Youth has been around Denver for about 24 years now. Um, our executive director founded the organization. He's from North Denver. So our roots are here in Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, we do What we do exclusively is one-to-one mentoring. So we match adult mentors with with um, kids that are in need in some way. Um, They exemplify some type of at-risk factor in their life, whether that's um, low self-esteem, disconnection, some type of school issue they might be struggling with that a mentor would really be able to help out with. Um, So we really focus on three things in our mentoring. We use our mentors as a vehicle to develop kids. And in in that mentoring, we focus on educational, emotional, and character development. Um, and just the ability to be able to give these kids a platform where they can have choices when they graduate high school. Mm-hmm. They're not cornered into doing one particular thing, but they can say, I'd like to go to college. I have the opportunity to do that because I've been good with my path so far. Um, that's our goal for all of our kids is to be able to have choices when they graduate high school and not be forced into um, taking maybe a low paying job that they just have to work right. because they dropped out of high school or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we have about 430 kids in our program oh, wow. um, a year. So we serve about 430 kids a year. Um, we've got kids in all six major metro counties around Denver um, from Aurora to Highlands Ranch all the way to Westminster and Thornton up north. Um, So we've got kids all over the place. And as everybody knows, in every city, there's just always going to be kids that need help. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, there's usually more kids that need help than adults that have the time to do that. You guys do a tremendous job at focusing on that aspect in terms of supporting the mentors and obviously getting them as the resource. Uh, it sounds like it's probably as challenging as, as anything and, and securing the adults that you need. Yeah. Certainly no limit to the amount of kids you guys can help is what Absolutely. I'm guessing is what it sounds like. Yep. And so we'll always have about 75 kids on our waiting list um, because of the fact that um, every time we take a kid off the waiting list, another one comes on. Sure. And so we cap that waiting list at about 75 to 100 kids because we know that it'll take um, several months to work through that list. And so we don't want them to have to wait longer than a year to get matched with a mentor. Mm-hmm. So we match very particularly. Um, when a mentor comes in, they'll fill out an application and then they'll go through a training with us. And then they'll also go through a personal one hour interview with a staff member to make sure that we understand who they are, the needs that they have as a mentor and who they would be a good fit with, um, among the youth that we have available for them. So, um, we serve kids 10 to 17 years old. And the biggest criteria for us with kids is that they want a mentor. Right. And that's huge because if you walk into a situation as a mentor where mom or grandmother just referred the kid, sure. might not be a great situation or experience for you. Yeah, so we want to make put sure up some barriers are going to be pretty tough to overcome if the if the kid is not looking for. And, and all the testimonials and the and the the videos, the stories you guys tell, in beautiful form. By I might add, uh, these kids are so engaged with what's uh, and they understand it seems so young the opportunities that are available to them, but just need some help to get there. Absolutely. And the mentors too. When when I listen to these people talk. Uh, about the the benefits that they've received personally yeah. uh, in that effort, which is to many come as a complete surprise. Uh, it's really such an amazing story to tell. You guys have done some great work. Like I was telling Luis upstairs when, when we met, uh, I went to school here in Denver, in Denver Public Schools, went to school at Manual High School not mm-hmm. far from here. Yeah. And um, the, you know, the organization came about at a time of great need in Denver's history. 
And it looks like you guys have just been doing some amazing work. So thank you. For, well, thank for, you. For we, myself. We appreciate that. Well, that's awesome, Daniel. Um, again, it's really been cool working with you guys, uh, a, a company with Colorado Roots ourselves, yeah. working with an organization like this that is doing such amazing work. And the idea, you know, as soon as you came to, to talk to me about the idea of riding across, across state, uh, yeah. I'll be there next year for sure. Yeah, we'd so, love to have you. Excellent. Dan, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you for having me on. It's been fun. Excellent. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, bye. Well, like I said at the outset of this project, one of the intentions, one of the goals here was to take the time to talk with Pactimo customers, particularly those who are making things happen. And Daniel and Save Our Youth certainly have been. Uh, in an area where I grew up and went to school, I can see the impact that they're making. Really excited to continue working with this organization. Um, again, just want to remind you the new products that are coming out for both our custom and our branded following very shortly thereafter starts to happen right now. So check us out at pactimo.com and pactimocustom.com. Look forward to talking with you again soon.